Welcome back to another episode of the Filipino American Woman Project, also known as TIFA Project for short. I am your co-host, Jen Amos. And as always, I have my wonderful co-host with me, Nani Dominguez. Nani, welcome back. Thank you. Thank you. Welcome back, everybody. Yes, we are happy to be here as we always are every Fridays, especially in season two. We've decided to be consistent in that way. And in season one, we used to try to release an episode every five days. So that first season was like, oh my gosh, 55 episodes. And so now Nani and I have found our pace. We do have lives outside of this. So (laughs) we have agreed that it makes sense to us to, you know, release an episode every Friday, Filipino Friday, you know, so there's that. Yes. All right. So Friday. Yes, yes. We're trying to come up with a hashtag that we totally have not used yet, Panay Friday. So we'll get to that later. We have a lot of plans for the show if you haven't heard already or you haven't subscribed to our newsletter, which actually is a good transition into our announcements. So for our show, we are very engaged with all of you on Instagram at the Filipino American Woman. For season two, Nani and I have decided to focus more of our energy in building community with all of you via our newsletter. We want to dive a little deeper with all of you and share more resources on there with your contributions, actually. And so if you're looking to collaborate with us and and be in community with us, check out our website, tifaproject.com. That's T-F-A-W as in the Filipino American woman project.com. And you can learn how to subscribe to our newsletter and be in community with us. Also, as you listen to this episode and you feel compelled to reaching out to us, maybe something in this conversation sparked something within you, we have a phone number. You can either send us a text message or leave us a voice message at 415-484-8329, or that's TIFA for short, T-F-A-W. So once again, that's 415-484-8329. You may notice that 415 is the area code in the Bay Area. That's because we have found in the last year that the majority of our listeners are in the Bay Area. So, so we thought it made shout sense to- Shout out to the Bay. <laughs> yeah, shout, shout out to NorCal. Y'all representing. I have seen the recent analytics lately, and I have to say that the East Coast is slowly stepping up. So we'll save that for another episode. But yeah, and getting more representation actually in New York. Yeah, that's a spoiler alert for you. But anyway, engage with us. If you want to chat with us, if you feel pulled to say something or share something with us, that is our phone number. Last but not least, if you want to publicly share how much you love the show, we highly encourage you to leave us a five-star written review on Apple Podcasts or Podchaser. It's really helpful if we know specifically why you love the show. It's affirming to us and it gives us the feedback that we need to continue serving you in the way that you would prefer. And Podchaser is kind of like the Yelp of podcasts. You can actually find that on our website at tifaproject.com. So either outlet is completely fine. We would love to hear from you and publicly share to the world why our community is awesome. All right, that's all my announcements. Nani, I wanted to see if you had any thoughts about anything I shared before we introduce our guest today. Not other than to stay tuned for whenever we release our episode where we will give you guys some more details on those announcements and what we have in store for you guys next. Yes. And maybe by the time this episode is out, we might have already released it. Oh, um, but if you're right. sorry. But no, 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 no. <laughs> I'm not correcting you. I'm just adding that. So if you're okay. hearing this for the first time, it's probably because you're new listening in. So you might want to consider signing up for the newsletter so you can stay up to date with us. There you go. So there you go. All right. Okay, cool. Thanks, Nani. All right. We're excited as we always are when we do interviews like this, because it means that we get to interview another incredible, inspirational person in our community. So I want to introduce you all to a spiritual healer, life coach, and inspirational speaker, Adelina Tonshoko. 
Adelina is trained as a therapist, a restorative justice practitioner, and a certified coach and consultant. However, she most identifies with being a vessel of healing. She has intuitive gifts that have been passed down in her family for generations. Adelina, welcome to the show. Thank you. Thank you so much for having me. It's such an honor to be here. Yes, I heard through the grapevine, aka Nani, that you post <laughs> you post a lot of inspiring content for our women of color on your Instagram account. So I'm really excited to, you know, dive into that a little later in this interview. Before we get there, as we tease people, why don't you share how did you hear about our project, Tifa Project, and more importantly, why did you say yes to the invitation to join us today? Yeah, so I mean, similarly, I heard about you all through Instagram. It's so crazy these days, like how much social media is a part of like my daily intake of information and mm-hmm. community building. And why I said yes is, you know, I'm really big on, like you said, you know, inspiration specifically for women of color. And I, you know, definitely do serve a lot of Filipinexes and Filipinas, you know, folks identify in different ways. It's so important to me to know that there are people doing this work, bringing our community together. I don't know if I'm just old or not, but I feel like that was not the case before. Like, I really feel like, you know, the millennials and beyond have really taken it upon ourselves to make it a thing, to Mm. like be connected, to be in community, to uplift each other, to really uplift each other. And so I'm, like I said earlier, honored. I just totally agree with that. Our generation has really, I mean, I am still part of the generation that we're talking about, but it makes me proud to see how some of us feel, or a lot of us, at least in our community here with this podcast, feel kind of disconnected in a way from our own families sometimes or the experiences that we've had. And I love to see how uplifting and supportive everyone is in this community that we're creating online of all places, Mm. you know, because when you use social media for, you know, good like that, it can really be so powerful. It can also be very powerful in a bad way when you, you know, use it with the wrong intentions. But I love our little community here. And I feel like I live on social media in such a bubble because really I only exist in our little, you know, Philam IG community. I don't really explore Instagram outside of that anymore. And so it's become a space of like healing for me. And a lot of our listeners have also shared the same sentiment. So yeah, it makes me really prideful, even though, you know, I'm still a part of that. It makes me prideful to just see our sisters kind of getting along and creating our own family in a sense. Oh my God, the way you said that. Yeah, our sisters. Because I think, you know, we're we're not brought up and that's why I really dedicated my work to working with women of color is, you know, Mm -hmm. as women, we're not taught to, we're not raised in a society that says, uplift your sister, right? It's like, let's compete. It's the competitive nature. It's like all about that, you know? Exactly. And, and, And I hear, I'm on the edge. Like I'm like, on the millennial technically, but I'm like super <laughs> on the edge. So I you know, remember a time where social media was not mm. a thing and it wasn't uh, an option. And like you said, I love how you're talking about like creating a community. And I think that that's what you all do so well is creating a community where healing, that's what it is. You go on, you see the IG and it's, and it's healing content, you know, mm-hmm. it's inspirational content. It's uplifting content. And I think the world definitely needs more of that. So thank you for the work that you all are doing. Yeah, thank you for saying that. Yeah, thanks, Adelina. And I really appreciate all your kind words. And I just want to encourage 
our listeners to really realize the opportunity we have today to represent ourselves. There's no red tape. There's no gatekeeper to podcasting, mm-hmm. like none. You can start podcasting today. And mm-hmm. I do have to do a shameless plug in this moment since we're talking about it anyway. You know, I get asked quite often, how did we start podcasting? And so a lot of our sponsors for our show are resources for you to start podcasting. So if you are interested in exploring that, just check out our website. Once again, divaproject.com and you'll see a list of our sponsors, our active sponsors today. And hopefully that'll give you some tools to get started. You can also just, you know, reach out to me too. I have a lot of free resources that I give people if you ask me. (laughs) This is a time and space now, as you mentioned, Adelina, and because you are part of the generation that knows what it was like to not have that, you know, I think knowing that we have it now gives us this deeper sense of responsibility to really come together, you know, empower one another. I love that. I felt the shift myself too in the recent years when I started to see, you know, just these posts of like women empowering women or or empowered women empower women, you know, Mm -hmm. and it's such a relief because, you know, I go back to being in eighth grade, uh, bullied by Filipino American women. Mm. Two of them were like my best friends in elementary. At least I thought they were my best friends. Mm. And I just came to a place in my later 20s, I'm 32 now, where I was like, I don't want my perception of Filipino American women to be catty, to be chismous. Mm-hmm. Like, I don't want that anymore. Oh, I'm going to I'm going to attract the type of Filipino American women who actually love uplifting each other and love listening to each other and encouraging each other mm-hmm. to be their best selves and collaborate with each other. And long and behold, you know, by the time this episode comes out, I know that we have well passed over 20,000 downloads for the show. Um, <laughs> yeah. Thank and you. Yes. Yeah. Thank you. And to me, it's like, I'm so glad that I believed in our community. I'm so glad I mm. believed in us. And in finding that, you know, I feel validated, you know, to keep showing up and creating this safe space for everyone. So thank you so much for your feedback on that. Because, you know, once again, this is why I always love asking this question. It just affirms Nani and I and continues to give us that sense of responsibility to maintain this space for our fellow sisters. So with that said, you know, this show is, you know, I'm always trying to improve the definition of this, you know, as we collect more stories. But in the meantime, for this project, we identify Filipino American women as individuals who live or have lived in America that are of Filipino descent and identify as female. We also open up space for those who identify as non-binary. So Adelina, I would love for you to share a little bit about your family background and why you identify as a Filipino American woman. Sure. So I'm actually third generation Filipino. Well, two and a half, technically. My dad was born in the Philippines. My mom was born here. I was raised single-handedly by my mom. So I identify much more as a third generation. Mm. And what that looks like is I don't speak or understand any language other than English. I grew up in Union City. And for those of you who know the Bay Area, like landscape, I mean, Union City is a little Manila, right? So a lot of, (laughs) I'm so glad I did. I'm so glad I did because I think had I not been surrounded by Filipinos, I would have missed a lot of cultural awareness. I actually didn't start calling my friend's parents, auntie and uncle until middle school. Mm. Because that's not something I was taught in my family. It was always, my mom goes by her first name to all of my friends. Oh, wow. And my Filipino friends are not comfortable, so they just don't call her anything. They're like, I don't know what to call her. They're like, hey, you. Hi, Hi, Adelina's mom. And and now I just don't correct them when they say auntie. I'm like, mom, that's just what they're most comfortable with, you know? Yeah. Um, I didn't eat with a fork and spoon until college, until, like, I learned from my then partner's family 
and I was just like, God, this is so much more efficient. I know. I just picked that up when I went to the Philippines for the first time. And I'm like, wow, why haven't I ever picked up on this? Because now I watch all my family and they all eat with spoons. And I'm like, why did I just start doing this? (laughs) Right. (laughs) It literally makes life so much easier. So much easier. (laughs) So much easier. Yes. So, you know, there was there was that sense I really loved, you know, obviously growing up where I did when you don't have a choice when you're when you're young anyway, right? But there was also because I was third generation surrounded by a lot of Filipinos, I was made fun of a lot for mm. being super whitewashed, yeah. not knowing things. Like I, right, right. I didn't know the names, you know, I would eat Filipino food, but I didn't know the names of it. Yeah. Um, actually my family would just say the ingredients. Someone mm. told somebody was like oh, do you like menudo? And I was like, ah, I don't know. I, I've never tried it before. Then she puts it on my plate and I'm like, oh my God, I know what this is. This is pork potatoes <laughs> and onions. And she was like, yeah, that's the ingredients. But we actually <laughs> called it that as though it was the name of the dish. Right, right. Um, you know? Yeah. So, you know, it's a little bit about my background. My family is from Pangasinan in the Philippines. I've been back four, when is it? yeah, four times. And, you know, each time has taught me so much mm-hmm. uh, to just be in the presence of the ancestral land and it's kind of crazy how when you land i think it was the second time i went there i was like and from then on each time i've gone it kind of surprises me how it feels like home yeah you know like how does this feel like home and as a spiritual person i'm becoming more and more into my spirituality i'm like oh that makes so much sense because yes i'm here in america my mom is here in america but all the generations before that yeah yeah it's kind of it's kind of like when you live, let's say, in a white dominated community, and then you run into another Filipino. It's like you don't know them, but you feel like you know them. Like you, yeah. it feels There's like familiar. That sense of solidarity. Yeah, yeah. I want to give a shout out to one of our listeners, Leah. Her Instagram handle, and I'm sure I can insert this later. I think it's Rise and Shine seven five seven. Yeah, that that's it. <laughs> I got it right. Anyway, she's a local listener here in Virginia Beach, and we like literally met for the first time we practice social distancing but it was just really cool to like it was funny because she was saying like could we meet in person and for me I immediately said yes like I knew nothing about her mm-hmm. but I just knew like I knew nothing about her like at all I didn't know what I was getting myself into she could have like murdered me if she wanted to but like because <laughs> <laughs> sorry we've been watching my husband and I've been watching unsolved mysteries and so there's a lot of you know a lot of like oh people disappearing how did that happen you know <laughs> Yeah, anyway. Okay, um, don't put that energy out, Jen. <laughs> yeah, no, I will no, I will take that energy back. I'm sorry. So anyway, she like it was it was interesting cuz when we met in person, she was like, "I'm surprised you wanted to meet up with me. Thank you for wanting to meet up with me." And I said, I was like, "Girl, I will meet up with any Panay that, that's like <laughs> local. Like I could take a break from the white people." <laughs> you know? And so yeah, and it was just interesting because like we opened up to each other like immediately. So I want to just give a shout out to Leah. If you're listening to this episode, I might tag her later when this episode is out. But just kind of like that familiarity, like you just give some of that extra level of trust because you can feel like spiritually, you know, that you have something in common. You have a shared experience, you know. A hundred percent. A hundred percent. 
I also want to add that I could totally relate with you when it comes to the names of Filipino food. People say like, oh, have you tried menudo? Or see, I can't even pronounce it right. You know, and me a photo. yeah, oh yeah. And I'm like, and like, have you tried it? I was like, no, what is it? And so they have to tell me what the ingredients are, you know, or like, yeah, like what Nani said, I'd have to like Google it, you know, but there's definitely a lot of Filipino meals that I don't understand or I don't know the name to. And I, yeah, I've never cooked Filipino food. It was usually my mom, like when I would come home. So mm-hmm. I think it's really interesting how you are third generation and that essentially it's been normal for you to be just in a, you know, for lack of a better term, like very Americanized. And in a way, I find just you being here very validating because I think that, you know, for someone such as myself that has immigrant parents that, you know, I've always struggled with that feeling not enough of you know, being Filipino or being American. And so it's really cool that it's like, well, you've been raised in American society, you know, by an American parent that happens to be Filipino. And here you are, here you are sharing your story. And it's just nice to know that people like you exist to be like, okay, like there are people who are already like, you know, it's normal for most Americans, like most white Americans to have generations of families here that they don't even know their ancestry. They don't know where in Mm -hmm. Europe they came from, you know? And so it's interesting like that you in a sense have like that generational background here in America. Yeah, no. And it was, and it's taken a lot of work. (laughs) I will say it's taken a lot of healing work to really embrace my identity as a Filipina and to own that no matter how many generations we're here, we're Filipino. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? You know, my daughter is Filipino, right? Mm-hmm. My nieces and nephews who are mixed race, you know, are Filipino. My cousins who are mixed, you know what I mean? Like, it's like really to like reclaim that. It's such mm-hmm. a powerful experience, such a healing experience to do so. But it has been a process. I think it's kind of funny because nowadays when people meet me, you know, and I'm so open in talking about and really reclaiming my identity, folks don't realize that that has been a process. Like, yeah. I, you know, it really has been a process for me to be able to say, yes, I'm Filipino because it has been a process. You know, I did come from a whole thing of like, well, am I Filipino enough? <laughs> I don't understand. I don't even understand right. the first words, you know, or yeah. Yeah. things like that. You know, when people meet me on the street and I look very Filipino, like I like my look is very Filipino, whatever that means. But like, yeah, so people proud, probably expect <laughs> you to like know certain things. Yeah. yeah. Well, like strangers will come up to me like, you know usually white folks, right, will come up to me and say words to, like, impress me, right? And I'm like, oh, you're like, what does I, that mean? <laughs> oh my God. I hear you. I'm like, that. I don't know what you're saying. And they're like, and then they repeat it. And I'm like, I actually don't know, you know, I don't know what yeah. you're saying. But, you know, so totally. white folks will do that. But also, like, in stores, you know, like, you know, older Filipinos will do that. Like, sometimes they're right. trying to, like, they want to connect, you know, yeah. maybe yeah. In, a, in, a, in a not as diverse area. Mm-hmm. And then they want to say something to me, but I, you know, feel terrible that I really have no idea what you're talking about, you know? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. That was kind of nice. And my, my um, husband is Filipino and he's second generation mm. and he understands Ilocano and can kind of not really fully understand Tagalog, but can like get some he- words here and there, you know? Mm-hmm. So I just... Please tell me that you know so we don't have to offend this, this elder in the community right now. Oh, that's so funny. I love that. I know it's like it's like with um some white people who like have you know they've been to the Philippines or whatever, like they'll talk to me like, oh Mabuhai, you know, and I'm just oh. like did you learn that on the plane? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I can totally relate to that too. Like, like, I mean, I haven't run into a lot of like older Filipinos lately, but like when I did and, you know, just out of nowhere, just out and about, and they would talk to me in Tagalog, I'd be like, 
yeah, I'm sorry. I, I don't understand. You know, and I, I used to sort of feel bad about that. I'd be like, sorry, I'm, I would say like, I would just kind of insult myself. I would say, sorry, I'm whitewashed or sorry, I'm, I'm Americanized, you know, mm. and I, I would immediately want to create that disconnect you know, with them because, and for me, that, that comes from my own like issues with my own family and wanting to be disconnected from them on purpose story for another time. But, you know, I can completely relate. And I think that a lot of our listeners can relate to that as well, especially the ones who are very, you know, integrated into, or just born and raised in the American community or American society, especially if your parents are American. So I, I appreciate you sharing that part of your life and really elaborating on that. With that said, why don't we talk, Adelina, for people that are getting to know you for the first time, why don't you share a snapshot of your life today? And more importantly, what keeps you busy and excited nowadays? Yeah, well, you know, the biggest part of my identity right now is I'm a new mom. So I have a 10-year-old. Thank you. Oh. I can't believe she's almost a year old. And she is feisty, y'all. She is a feisty one. <laughs> <Love> <laughs> In it. a good way. Totally get that from me, for sure. I was going to um, say, who does that come from? <laughs> 100%. My husband is like, I don't know what to do. Like, she's fine. <laughs> Today, actually, she woke us up. She's in the other room. And literally, she woke us up going, hey, hey. like hey come get me i'm awake i love that (laughs) oh my goodness (laughs) anyway so you know i'm a new mom i'm also a business owner so i have my own business you know surrendered healing and we serve women of color in moving past the imposter syndrome and really embracing their intuition to live their fullest lives Mm. And so I love doing that work. Um, I do that work through, like you all had mentioned earlier, through inspiration on Instagram, inspirational posts. And, you know, I just want to say, like, with Instagram, my process with everything is, like, I think because I am on the edge of that generation, is, like, how can I serve in every moment, right? Mm -hmm. So it's, like, sometimes people, like, you know, Instagram can be used for so many different things. But my idea is, is, like, if somebody's just scrolling and happens to come across this post, let it be serving to them. Mm, yeah. this is one post maybe they never come back to me you know mm-hmm. what I mean maybe mm-hmm. they never see another post but how can this one thing be of service and that's really how I try to live my life right mm. so every interaction every conversation right how can it be of service yeah something that one of my mentors had once said to me is <laughs> she said I want to be a skunk for God and I was like a what I'm sorry what <laughs> <laughs> I was like, what do you mean a skunk? This is Reverend E. I'm Reverend Eloise Oliver. She said, I want to be a skunk for God. And I was like, okay, I don't understand what you mean, Reverend E. She said, okay, wherever skunks go, when people pass that place hours later, they know that a skunk right. was there. Yeah, right? yeah. And so she said, I want to be a skunk for God. I want when people, wherever I go, I leave the energy of God. Oh, that's interesting. Yeah, and I, I just love that. Yeah, right? yeah. And as a spiritual healer myself, like, I know energy is real. Right? What a great analogy. Yeah. Right. Once, once she explained it, because at first- Once you like, explain it, yeah. <laughs> we're going like, to, like, like, make this the title of your show. Just so yeah, we're like, wait, a skunk. <laughs> just kidding. <laughs> just so people look like, I'm sorry, what? Did she say skunk? Forgot. Yeah. <laughs> but, you know, that's, that's really my, you know, what I try to do is wherever I go, whoever I talk to, whoever I meet, however I interact, whether on social media or in real life, you know, let people- connect to their higher selves let me feel enlightened and loved in that process as well you know Mm. so yeah so I spend I mean right now we're in quarantine 
Yeah, so, yeah. Um, things have kind of shifted. So really, we're, we're not having daycare. So mm. that has been, I mean, that's a choice that we're having. And mm-hmm. so I'm really, even more so, every interaction, really wanting to fill it with love. And so, you know, been currently spending my time doing gifted sessions. You know, I also serve folks through group and one-on-one coaching and healing. We just had a pop-up healing center. I don't know if you all saw that, but we had 260 people come for a week of healing. Wow. We had, yeah, I was Powerful. asking 26 different speakers, all folks of color. You know, just there's so much, I think, right now, like the world is actually in a perfect place to receive. Mm. Because people are like, oh, my God, stuff is messed up. You know, like things are messed up. We need to rely on each other, right? We need to be able to come to our communities and support each other, serve each other, connect, love on one another. Mm -hmm. Um, And we can't, you know, we can't wait for the outside world to do that for us, you know? So, yeah. I was just thinking that no matter how kind of disconnected you may have felt in the past from your culture, I think that you wanting to move so intentionally in every interaction and every like decision that you make really comes from such a like Filipino-esque place in your heart. Mm. And I think that that's something that at least here in this Zoom room that we all share, because that's also how I approach like running our Instagram account and the things that I post and the people that we connect with and the people that we invite on the show, you know, it's all intentional uh, Mm -hmm. in that way. And it's all trying to figure out how can we move away from that kind of capitalistic like growth mindset of, oh, a podcast is about, you know, gaining followers and downloads and numbers and really moving the focus away from that and shifting more into how can we feed our community. Mm-hmm. And so, yeah, I just, I love to hear that. Yeah, thanks for putting that. I never put it in that way before. And I've always just kind of been like, it's relational, you know, it's mm-hmm. all about relationship building. And I know that, you know, folks of color and, you know, my, you know, my own community, Filipinos, like we're really big on like getting to know each other first, right? Like, right. you know, like I would always laugh when my, when my Lola would meet another Filipino and she would just tell her, you know, I didn't need to know Ilocano to know that she was going back to her <laughs> whole life. You know, <laughs> what year she came here and yeah. when she got married, how many kids, how many grandkids? Like, it's like that ability to disconnect, you know? Yeah. And I, I love yeah. that. And I, and I think that that's also, my whole thing is like we pray each other in. So I also know that it's not a coincidence that you all function from the same perspective, right? Mm. You know, because that's how we got here today. Right. right. And more specifically, this time, like you said, what the world needs today is exactly that. We need to shift away from that. Like, let's grow our businesses. Let's go through the motions and, Mm. you know, get degrees and get high paying jobs and climb the ladder. You know, we have to move away from that and, really figure out how we can, again, feed our communities and feed each other and be okay, you know, because everything is not okay right now. Mm -hmm. (laughs) So it's a horrible, ugly time, but it's also, I think, absolutely necessary for like, lack of a better word, revolution. And I hope that's what comes of this time. So yeah, we need more leaders like you. (laughs) Like us. Like us. Promoting that. Yeah. You know, I think like, when it comes to like figuring out, you know, like we need to figure out how can we do it differently? You know, if I may, I always like to kind of switch it in my own head at least to listen in. Mm. Yeah. We don't actually have to fit like, you know, you all listened in and I know you did because given the fact that how successful your podcast is, you know, and all the feedback that you've gotten, you listened into your higher selves to, to create this. 
you know? And so it's like, you know, same with surrendered healing, it was a listening in process. And so like, you know, I sometimes come, I come across actually pretty often folks who are like, I just, I know that this is what I would love to do, but I just don't know how. Mm. You know what I mean? Mm. I don't know how I would love to be able to create. And oftentimes, I mean, at the end of the day, I mean, I don't know if it's just the people that I pray in or if it really is people in general have such good intentions. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Like folks' dreams are to serve mm-hmm. other people, are to serve the community, but they just, get, they often get stuck on the yeah. how. Yeah. Right? And that's where, you know, my process is, is really like supporting folks and clearing the fog so they can listen in. Because when they listen in, the how is is shown to you, mm-hmm. right? Mm-hmm. And and it might not make sense. It'd be like, wait, you want me to do what? Yeah. <laughs> I don't even know how that's related to what I just prayed about. <laughs> but like, trust that it is. It's totally connected, mm-hmm. right? I mean, each of us has the ability. You know, I, I come from a, a you know lineage of healers, but each of us has the ability to connect into our intuition and, and to hear what it is that we're being called to do. Mm-hmm. I think now more than ever. We're being called to step into our purpose because the world needs us to. Mm -hmm. Yeah, I can definitely tell that you are an inspirational speaker just by the way that you talk. (laughs) (laughs) I was like, I'm leaning in. I'm listening. I was like, she's got some things to say. (laughs) I love it. Thanks, Adelina. I am curious because obviously, I mean, I think it's very obvious that the imposter syndrome is a real thing amongst our fellow women of color. It's so real. And I'm wondering from your experience, where does that come from, that Mm. imposter syndrome? Well, where does the imposter syndrome come from? Oh my Mm -hmm. goodness. I tell the people I have the honor of serving, guilt and shame are the two emotions that serve no purpose, right? Anger serves a purpose. Sadness serves a purpose. Of course, joy serves a purpose, all those things. But Guilt and shame serve no purpose other than to keep us oppressed. Mm. They are tools of the colonizers. They are tools of the the oppressors, right? Mm -hmm. And that is really where the imposter syndrome is born out of. The imposter syndrome itself Mm -hmm. is a product of colonization for, you know, for Filipinas, right? It's a product for us to believe that we are not capable, Mm. right? Dr. Sean Jinwright, who is a professor, a black professor and activist in San Francisco, what he talks about, I'm going to paraphrase him a little bit, is that the consequences of oppression is not simply the inability to, uh, the blocked opportunities, but it's actually the inability to dream beyond the current circumstance. Oh, wow. That is so real. Mm. Right? And that's the imposter wow. syndrome, y'all. Yeah. Right? That's the imposter syndrome. The inability to dream beyond our current circumstance. Yeah. And thank right? you for making that like connection as it specifies to like Phil Ams or, or Filipinas, because we talk a lot on this podcast or we have talked a lot before about like the Maria Clara archetype and how we're mm. just all expected to behave and be obedient and demure right. and tend to our appearance and just stay in our lane and not have too many opinions and, you know, fulfill one of these like three career paths that is, <laughs> is supposed to be, you know, for us or whatever, what our strengths are when really we encompass so much more, like such a diverse talent. And we just have so much more to offer than that. And I thank you for making that connection about how that colonial mindset or colonial mentality really controls 
your beliefs about yourself and what you think is possible for your future, you know, <sighs> like that. It's so real for all of us. Maybe it manifests in different ways, but I think that anyone listening to this podcast and everyone in the Zoom room can agree that like we have had a very deep personal experience with those feelings, you know, yeah. and that it's beautiful that we can also connect on that in order to like bring it to light. Otherwise, we just sit here and believe our whole lives that we're just meant for procreating. You know what I mean? (laughs) Right. Which I'm a victim of. Like, Mm. I can relate to that so much. So thank you for making that connection. Yeah, no, for sure. I mean, I think it's, it's funny you say like, yeah, all of us can relate to it in different ways. So I was doing, um, I was invited to do a talk for UCLA med students a while back. And it was specifically around the imposter syndrome. And so that's really where, you know, I had studied imposter syndrome when I was doing social work and things like that. But it was funny because I never identified myself as having imposter syndrome Mm. until here I am doing research for UCLA. And and then I'm driving one day and I'm thinking like, man, if only they knew, if only they knew I was a fake. How I felt. They're inviting UCLA. UCLA is inviting me to speak to them. Who am I? And I'm listening to my conversation in my own head, right? And I'm like, oh my God, Adelina. (laughs) It's not imposter syndrome, right? And then it furthers more like, how am I going to give a speech on this if this is the way I'm feeling? (laughs) Exactly. It was so, oh my gosh, it was so funny to just, you know, at that point I had done enough work in me that I can like laugh at myself, right? But it was just like, oh my gosh, here I am. You know, Mm -hmm. so many areas in my life whenever I've, you know, been appreciated or been on stage even, right, as a success story or whatever. Yeah, um, recognized, yeah. I'm oh, I'm yeah, getting recognized. Thank you. I'm like, what is that called? <laughs> you know, how many times I'm like, if only they knew. <laughs> you know, that's like the, the kind of, but it's, it's interesting because the imposter syndrome, that's the thing is it's, it's actually part of our survival mechanism, mm-hmm. right? Mm-hmm. And that's why it's an affect of colonization. Because we needed to have it in order to survive. Wow. Yeah. Right? Mm, yeah. Part of our survival mechanisms to believe that we can only go so far. Because at the times, right, when we would go further, we push further, you would be killed. Yeah. Especially mm. as Filipinas, right? Wow. You're trying to step out of your role as a woman, right? In this very yeah. oppressed society, you're going to be killed. Okay? Mm. So it was very much put into us. To, to stay in our lane, to do the role that we were meant to do, which is, like you said, procreate. And to think otherwise was ridiculous. Yeah. Right. But I always come back to that we're each children of the universe, right? The universe created us, God, spirit, divine, whatever you call your higher power, right? Mm-hmm. Created us. And so it's blasphemy to think that the spirit universe of all things created us to do one thing. and and to dim our light that makes no sense yeah why would spirit create us to do anything other than to shine Mm. right because when we shine we shine spirit's light we shine god's love right um preach (laughs) i'm just taking this all in right now this is motivational talk right now (laughs) i know (laughs) oh man you guys kick me up but yeah you, you know it's all connected it's all connected you know on that note i think this is a perfect opportunity to transition into the life lesson that you want to share with us 
I just feel like it just led to it like naturally. So it was really cool. Yeah. Well, yeah. So the life lesson, I know I, I really sat with this. Okay, gosh, there's one lesson, one life lesson. And it really came coming from my own personal experience. It's if you're woken up today, which you obviously were because you're listening to this podcast, right? Mm-hmm. If you're woken up today, it's because God and the universe is not done using you. Mm. You have something to do different today Man. than yesterday. If you were supposed to repeat yesterday, that would have been your last day. <laughs> no, seriously, we don't we don't control when we wake up, you know, and if we wake up. And, and you know, especially mm. thinking about right now, if we're in a pandemic, so many less people are, are waking, waking up. up right now. Yeah. Yeah. So if we are waking up, there's a reason for it. The universe, your ancestors, God is not done using you. Mm, you're giving me goosebumps. <laughs> yeah, I'm just like, I'm taking it all in right now. <laughs> wow. No, thank you. Thank you for sharing that. And you mentioned throughout your story that you had done a lot of inner work or you've done a lot of work to get to the place where you are today, you know, to be able to say like, surrender to your higher self is the best thing you could ever do for you, for yourself. Mm-hmm. And I'm curious, was there a particular point in your life where you were kind of fed up with a certain circumstance and you just knew that you needed to, you know, be where you are today. Does that make sense? No, it totally makes sense. Actually, that's actually what led me to that lesson was, so it was like 2013. In 2013, Mm. let me jump back a little bit here. I grew up in a family of domestic violence. Mm. And so that was really the foundation for me. Like I knew at a very young age that something was wrong with the world. Right. And I can laugh at it now. And I actually laugh at inappropriate things. It's not very funny, but, but I laugh we at it. We all do. It's time. okay. <laughs> you know, it's like, what do you do but laugh at like, woohoo. Yeah. How heavy, how heavy that was for a child to experience. Yeah. Right. Yeah. And so I, I knew at a very young age, something wasn't quite right. Mm. That, that abuse could happen and continue to happen. Right. And so that led me into this very like, you know, Oh, I don't need a man. I don't ever want to get married. Institution marriage. Da, da, da. Like I had all this stuff. And, and, I, and, I, and there is truth to that, right? Mm-hmm. And, you know, there's also love. There's also love, right? And so in college, I met a man who I fell deeply in love with. And my process was, oh my gosh, maybe, just maybe I could actually get married and it could be like a love story instead of this like, you know, something else. Mm-hmm. And so, you know, after six years of being together in 2013, we were together for six years and we were engaged and it was one month before our wedding. Wow. And I had an intuition that something was wrong. Oh, no. And so oh, I went to him. Yeah. I, I don't know how to explain it, but like, yeah, it was just this knowing I was like, yeah, something's wrong. And I had been having nightmares. I had been having nightmares, which is a part of my gift. I don't want to call my gift a nightmare. Sorry. And this is like part of my gift. You know, sometimes I learn through dreams, right? So I've been having all these nightmares that felt so real. Anyway, so a month before our wedding, I went to him and I was like, is there something that you need to tell me? Mm. Yeah. And he's like, what are you talking about? I was like, is there something that you need to tell me that you haven't told me yet? And he's like, no, baby, what do you know? What, What do you mean? And I was like, I don't know. But if there's something that you need to tell me, Trust that the truth always comes out. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Right? The truth always comes out. So might as well be intentional on when you tell it. Mm. And he was like, okay. Oh, you thing. <laughs> well, well, no. I mean, honestly, I, was, I, I really didn't know. I was kind of aiming in the dark. I really yeah, didn't yeah, know you were just what, trusting what it was. 
I yeah. just really felt like there was something he wasn't quite telling yeah. me. Yeah. You know? And so I just wanted to make sure he understood, like, even if you don't tell me now, the truth's going to come out. So right. here's an opportunity for you to be intentional on how you want to tell me, you know? So he woke me up in the middle of the night. You know, I told, he had, you know, told me to rest assured there's nothing to tell me. Then he woke me up and he's like, I have something to tell you. And I was like, right now? He's like, three in the morning, he gets home tomorrow. I'm like, no, no, that time has kind of passed, but okay. Because <laughs> I thought it was, the, I didn't know how serious it was. Yeah. But it turned yeah. out he was cheating on me. And oh. he had cheated on me on several occasions. Hmm. I hmm. was devastated. So I'm so sorry. You know, and so within a week, wow. I called off the engagement, mm. uh, broke up, moved out. Yeah. Right? I was like, we are you know done yeah um and then i fell into a deep depression yeah and i don't blame you yeah and you know how filipinos roll we had a 300 person wedding <laughs> i go tell all my you know literally oh. everyone's mom dad uncle and brother talk uh. about shame right right mm. oh my yeah. god talk about not being able and to guilt yes oh. so much shame so much guilt yeah. and not being able to save face yeah right not being mm. able to save face because everyone knew I mean, I didn't tell them why, but they gave me, there's only so many reasons why you would call up a wedding. They could so guess, they, yeah. They could guess. People talk, yeah. right? And so, you know, I fell into this deep depression. I was a mental health practitioner at the time. And so I was doing everything I taught my clients to do, right? Mm. So I joined a gym. I, you know, <laughs> was going to therapy. I was going to acupuncture. I was doing all of this stuff mm-hmm. and nothing was working. Mm. And so then I started praying, praying that I wouldn't wake up. Mm. Wow. Honestly, I couldn't think of a way to kill myself that was going to be painless yeah. and effective. That was my goal. Once something yeah. painless, I had yeah. 100% effective because I, was, I had a bigger fear of becoming paralyzed. Mm. Yeah. Seriously, I had a bigger fear of becoming paralyzed. Of it going wrong, right? Of it going wrong <laughs> and having to live with it going wrong, yeah. right? So I was like, okay, God, you know what? The best way is for me to just not wake up. So mm. every day I would pray. God, if, if you could just not wake me up tomorrow. Wow. I never, I, you know, and I kept waking up. And finally I got <laughs> angry. Right? I got angry. You're I was like, what God, do you want me to do? What yeah. do you want me to do? Yes. And so I'm still waking up. Okay, what? <laughs> why are you still waking me up? Exactly. On my attention. I, I got angry. And I was like, oh, why do you keep waking me up? when there are so many other people in the world who want to be woken up and aren't. Mm-hmm. And that's mm-hmm. what I heard. This, uh, this voice beyond me. Right, something that I, Adelina, you know, would never say. This humbling voice of you tell me, "I'm not done using you." Mm-hmm. I was like, "Oh, okay, you know." Okay, and that, let that, me open my eyes. Then that was my, you know, wake up call. Wow, you know, of like God has something planned for me. I, at the time, I thought I was useless. What do you mean? Mm-hmm. You, you're not done using me. I have nothing to offer. Yeah, right? because I'm not done using you. And so that from that, that was really my catalyst into diving in even more. I was already, you know, a therapist and a restorative justice practitioner, but to, to dive in even more to do spiritual work, to dive in even more to do coaching, to dive in even more to having my own work in the world. Right? Mm. So I can reach people in the way that spirit guides me to reach them. And that's why when I say, if we're woken up today, it's for a reason, because I pray to not be woken up. 
Yeah. yeah. Right? So if we're think, up today, it's for a reason. Yeah. I think we can all relate to that. Well, I don't know if we can all relate to that, but I can relate to that. And I think that if there were a simpler or quick and easy, painless, effective way to <laughs> end your life, like I think not to be like morbid and depressing, but I think a lot of people would do it or would yeah. have done it by now. I was going to say the but same thing. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it is a blessing to be woken up and to have that kind of realization. And I also just want to take a moment to honor and acknowledge how like brave and courageous you were for calling mm-hmm. off your wedding. Yeah. Such a last minute notice because the way that that all played out, it doesn't seem like he was going to let that stop you guys from getting married. Mm-hmm. You know, it seemed like that was something that he was intending to take to the grave with him. <laughs> and so for you, you know, it feels like all of that pressure kind of just fell on you when you found that out. Mm. And a lot of people at least the way that I think about it, I feel like I would have been so paralyzed with the guilt and the shame of it all and not wanting the 300 people that were going to attend my wedding to know, you know, the truth Mm -hmm. about my relationship. I might have gone through with it anyway, Mm -hmm. you know, like, and so I just want to take a moment to like honor how much you valued yourself in that moment, even if you didn't feel that kind of love for yourself, you still Mm -hmm. were, you know, acting on it. And that's, I think that's something really, really important to note here. Yeah. And to especially know, like not even know what the other side would look like once you, like, it wasn't even about like, what are the consequences of this? It's like, I have to break this off. Like, this is just, this is not going to work for me, you know, anymore. And so, no, we definitely want to commend you for that. And and appreciate you sharing that. I'm so glad that I asked that question because I did not know that of you. I didn't know that of your upbringing. And I didn't know that you had to call off an engagement or you had that feeling that you, you needed to ask that particular question. Like, is there anything, anything I need to know before we get married? You know, because it's going to come out anyway. <laughs> it's going to come out. So you might as well be in control of it, you know? Right. So, you know, I'm not surprised why you have so much conviction in every word that comes out of your mouth and why you have a love for doing what you do. So, you know, thank you for sharing that vulnerable story with us. And I can only imagine that, you know, this story has helped other people, helped your clientele as well, I'm sure, being able to share this part of yourself with them. So, you know, thank you for sharing that with us as well. Oh, totally. You know, it's, I appreciate both of your acknowledgements. And, it, it, you know, really was, at the end of the day, it was like, can I look myself in the mirror? Yeah. I feel proud of who I am. Yeah, and I look myself in the mirror and and I am grateful to my ex because I I have asked permission to Mm. share this story. And, you know, he's also, you know, in service work and he's like, if it serves other people to hear, you know, yeah, (laughs) yeah, yeah. And so, you know, grateful for that. And at the end of the day, you know, the prayer, what I would go to God with was like, okay, so you must have said, if you want to use me, so there must be something better planned for me. I can't imagine what that is because I thought my plan was to live the rest of my life ended here yeah yeah Yeah. and that wasn't happening so I was ready to go you must have something better and I'm so grateful that I listened in for that because now Mm -hmm. I am happily married to the love of my life and mom is beautiful like I said earlier 10 month old and so you know that wouldn't have happened had I not allowed myself to hear Mm -hmm. that God isn't done using me yeah And I think that also just ties back into your like Instagram name or your business name. But what I was thinking about something that you said earlier on in this call, I don't remember what exactly you said, but you know, we all feel like 
we have to have so much control over what we're doing and where we're going and figure out our purpose and Mm. what we're here to do when really like that moment comes or those kinds of realizations come when you just surrender and you listen, Mm -hmm. you know what I mean? And it sounds so simple, like people who are not as self-aware or interested in being that self-aware are just going to hear that and roll their eyes, you know, but for Mm -hmm. people that have actually done the work in that kind of introspective way, understand exactly what it means to surrender and exactly Mm -hmm. how healing that is, you know, like you can't heal without surrendering. Yes. Mm. Oh my goodness. Yes. Thank you for saying that. And you said it so well. I'm, you know, I'm, I'm pretty stubborn. (laughs) <laughs> so surrender is like, otherwise I get in my own way, yeah. right? And I think so many of us do We get in our own way. So it's surrendering that part of it that's in the way. Yeah, mm-hmm. exactly. Exactly. Well, as much as we want to keep this conversation going, all good things do have to come to an end. Adelina, it's been an absolute pleasure having you on our show today. Why don't you let our community know how they can get a hold of you if they want to reach out? And what are some final things you want to share with our community before we wrap up? Yes, thank you so much for asking. So you can keep in touch with me on Instagram, Surrendered Healing. My website is also surrenderedhealing.com. And what I do want to say, though, is specifically for this community, because I think you all have such a tight knit community, you know? Thank you. Um, and yeah, no, really you do. And I think I, I want to offer this. Some, I don't usually offer this all the time because it can be a little vulnerable for folks, mm. but because you have this very, you know, authentic tight knit community would love to offer some gifted sessions to you all, you know? Oh. And so, yeah. Thank so you. folks, yeah, it's there. It's there, you know, on my IG, there's a wait list currently, and I've kind of been inviting people like as I come across them, but that's mm-hmm. what I'm saying. Like folks who are listening, the both of you, um, of course, and then the folks who are listening, it's it's a gifted call to really hone in on, you know, what are the current challenges that are mm. present for you to receive the gift from that. There's actually a gift in the current challenges that you're facing. Mm-hmm. And then to hear from your higher self in terms of what your calling and purpose is. And then to leave with next steps in, to move toward that purpose, to move from that calling. And so it's a 90-minute session it's valued at $500. But we'd love to just gift that to the community here if wow. that's something that folks will call to. Oh, I feel like you're definitely going to have a lot of takers on that, <laughs> myself included. I want to sign up. <laughs> oh, I'd be honored, Nani. I'd be totally honored. Yeah. No, I will definitely. How did you say, can you repeat one more time how people can submit their requests? Yeah. So if you go to my profile on Instagram, it's called, it's just under gifted session. Cool. And you can, you know, sign up there and then just put into the comment, like, let me know where you heard about me, right? So I can prioritize folks from Mm. from here. Thank you so much. What an offering. That's so generous of you. Thank you so much. Yes. Yeah, absolutely. I always love that. I always love getting consulted and and have a professional tell me what's wrong with me. So who knows? Maybe I'll (laughs) sign up too. So not what's I mean, wrong with you. <laughs> There's nothing wrong with you. I'm just kidding. I'm just kidding. I know I'm awesome. <laughs> okay, good. <laughs> I just want to be more awesome. <laughs> anyway, Adelina, it's been an absolute pleasure having you. Thank you again for joining us today. Thank you so much for having me. Yes. And to Nani, thank you for co-hosting with me as always. Yes, my pleasure as always. 
And to our listeners, don't forget, you can get all those details on how to contact Adelina in our show notes or on our website, tifaproject.com. That's T-F-A-W project.com. With that said, thank you all so much for listening. And we look forward to speaking with you in the next episode. Tune in next time. Bye-bye. Bye-bye.